Take, take four. So I heard this thing this morning, and I think it's important to share. And mm -hmm. it was a quote by Albert Einstein. And it said, don't ever try and be a person who is successful. Always try and be a person who has value. Okay. And I think that that's really important. You know, a lot of, like, like what are your initial impressions on that, Angel? I, I think that I, I'm trying to digest it because it's kind of deep. <laughs> I yeah. feel like it's kind of deep. Don't like, ever try and be successful. Try yeah. and be valuable. Yeah. And the success will come. And so how I've been translating that, you know, I've, I've been saying the exact same thing, but in a lot more words to people and how it translates to is we have this idea of what it means to be successful. And we go through this whole process, for example, racers and riders that come to me looking for sponsorships, the, the reasons they give that they can't do it yet is I need to have podiums. I need to have a large social media following. I need to be this huge epic thing. Like I have to do something yeah. monumental. I have to be a professional in order mm -hmm. for me to have sponsorships. So then they go out and they push really hard for podiums. They push really hard to have a large social media following. They push really hard to become a professional and they get everything they said they needed, but they're mm -hmm. still not getting paid. Yeah. It's like, well, why why do you want to keep pushing these ideas that you think will make you successful if they aren't actually doing the thing that you're defining as success? Yeah. Versus if you are valuable, if you provide value to a sponsor, they will pay you for that value. Yeah. And a, an accompanying quote that I like to use is that money is only an objection in the absence of value. The only time somebody says, I can't afford this, we don't have the budget for this, like we've already hashed out money, it's because you're not providing enough value for them to want to make the budget happen. Yeah. And that that comes out in many ways. And value, I really need to establish this, value does not mean dollar signs. Value does not mean I'm selling you a $7 course, so you're going to earn $7. Value yeah. means you are lessening someone's pain. When I say you're providing value to a sponsor, it could be anything. It could be you're helping them get leads that they don't have time for. You're adding somebody to their marketing team. You're adding a social media network. So now the boss doesn't have to stay late at work trying to figure out social media. He can go home to his wife and kids and then his time at home gets better. That's providing value to his life. It could be that you're helping somebody, you're teaching them something, you're providing them value in not only in what you teach them, but also value in they've gained confidence, they gain composure, they gain understanding. Like there's so much more that happens on top of a singular thing that you're trying to get paid to do. Yeah. And man, we're gonna really open a can of worms, I guess. We're just gonna keep going down that, down that rabbit hole. Um, because following that line of thought, then mm -hmm. you this is something I really want to talk about. And I don't know if I should make a whole separate episode for this or if this is going to be it. But it's probably just going to be this where <laughs> um, like 
I there's been a lot going around on Facebook. Let me know if you've seen this, Angel. But all of a sudden, mm -hmm. I've seen ten different people get racer resumes made. Like they pay somebody mm -hmm. to build yep. these racer resumes, following yeah. this line of of successful thinking. They pay like a hundred and fifty dollars, two hundred dollars. I've even seen people pay five hundred dollars to get a one page PDF graphic with like two pictures of them on it, and it looks really pretty. But it says like, "Who am I, racer?" Like, girl, um, 16 years old, whatever, you know, and it's like stats. And then the next the next third of the page says, like, 2023 accomplishments. And it's like, placed third, placed fifth, placed seventh, like, qualified for this thing. And it's just like all of the things they do. And then it's like, what we can do for you, logo mm -hmm. placement, shout outs, um, mm -hmm. e-blasts. You know, and it's yeah. just a, a very standardized list. And this goes back to to last week where we say, don't be a commodity. I just saw yeah. 10 people get the exact same resume. And I guarantee yeah. you they're all going to send that resume to the same person. Mm -hmm. And they're going to throw that. They're not even going to open them. They're going to throw them all away. The second they open it, they're going to be like, oh, it's another one of these. And they're going to throw it away. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they don't have value in whatever it is that you're offering. There's a lot of things that happen with that. The the resume is just you, 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 not them, 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 them. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. is the first thing. And the second thing is they there's no value in it for them. They're paying you money. How what is what is the value that you're providing them? What are you doing to lessen their pain when all you say is, I'm gonna put your logo on my bike and I'm gonna do shout outs. Mm -hmm. When I reach out to sponsors and they, Zach does this too, Zach learned this from me, where when you reach out to a sponsor and you get pushback, sometimes we get a lot of pushback when you say, hey, I would love to, to talk to you. I don't even mention the word sponsorship. I don't say the word sponsorship at all. Um, yeah. Next week, we'll go into like the secret language of sponsorships. I think that'll be a good podcast topic. But I don't say sponsorship. I never say the word sponsorship. I only say sponsorship when I'm talking to racers and riders because that's what they know this as. This is not yeah. sponsorship. This is activations. Um, yeah. So never once have I said the word sponsorship. I reach out to them. I say, hey, I just surveyed my audience. And my audience has specifically like requested that that we talk to you at the very least. We gain some understanding yeah. about what you do, that kind of jazz. I would love to have a meeting and see if this opportunity is is something that you're interested in. And I'll get pushback and they'll say like, oh, we don't do sponsorship. And I would always respond with, listen, I don't do the logos and the shout outs because let's be real, they don't work. That's not what yeah. I'm asking you for. I'm asking to have a meeting to see yep. if there's a way that we can work together to access for you to access my audience. And that almost <laughs> always instantly gets me a meeting. Why? It's because I actually provided something of value. There's an idea of value there because it's not just the generic, cheap, like non-caring email blast that you send everybody. You know, it's personalized. It's very individual, even though it's also a generic email. I send it to yep. everybody. But yeah. it's still very personalized to them with the minimum amount of work and effort for me. Yeah. So there we go. That makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, it, it reminds me of, like, so the only thing that I have to relate it to is, you know, being on social media and seeing these people who do, like, 
network marketing, like, you know, the wraps or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. the people who I see that are more successful are people who have things that are more tailored to like individuals or individual groups and how this is going to help you versus this is what I'm sending to everybody. And I'm going to send everybody the same message. And I don't care what it is about your life. That's different. Instead of talking to somebody and finding out how that can actually, or if their product can actually help somebody. Like I, I feel that's the only thing, like I said, that I have to relate it to, but it makes sense to me because I know I personally hate getting those generic sense to everybody email things or or dms or whatever and it's just like dude i don't even like use this stuff first of all (laughs) or i had one girl send it to me one time and it was something i was allergic to and i was like uh no and it was somebody that like i had been going to school with for a long time and like who knew like we had you know sat together at lunch and she knew and So I was like, and I responded that back to her. I said, um, you know, I'm allergic to that. And she was like, oh, I just send that to everybody. And I was like, cool. Delete. Yeah. (laughs) Unfriend immediately. Why would you, why would you do that? You know, like, so. It is kind of strange. I really, so this just reminded me, um, I've actually been sent some of these before let me see if i can pull one up on the screen because it is it is absolutely ridiculous sponsor um maybe let's try resume in my email i should have been more prepared for this while you're doing that the whole point of my little rant about network marketing is that it it it's always better to get to know who you're talking to it takes a little bit longer but when you personalize to somebody that means a heck of a lot more to me i may still not buy your product but you know (laughs) Hey, it's going to mean a lot more. I'm actually going to listen to you about it instead of just getting the generic thing or text message or whatever and just being like, delete. I'm not even going to look at it because I don't know who you are or, you know, whatever. So it's the same, the same concept, I feel like, just translated to what I have experience with. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that that's, that's actually really good. Let's see. Yeah, okay, here we go. I can't share it on my screen because I don't have the original email, but I have the email I wrote about the email, which is pretty good. Um, So I received this in, was it an email or was it an Instagram post? So somebody sent me an Instagram post. This was on Instagram. They just randomly messaged me and they said, hi. I would love to be sponsored by your company. Please see the attached PDF. That's what they started with. Mm-hmm. That was the only context in the entire email. Okay. <laughs> and then you open up the P. So let's just start right there. Hi, I would love to be sponsored by your company. Please see the attached PDF. Step one, 
I have to actually open this email to see the sentence, hi, I would love to be sponsored by your company. Please see the attached PDF. Then I have to open the PDF. Yep. So you're already asking somebody to take two steps. Yep. Um, two steps Without out of their, you. with yeah. no context to who you are, what it is you offer, anything. If you send this now, you'll get thrown straight into the junk folder. Like, mm -hmm. spam. Because, yeah, That's spam. What I you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's absolutely no context that I have that I would even remotely want to waste my time looking at this thing. But yeah, because I actually have an interest in people sending me sponsorship proposals because I like to dissect them and teach them. I was like, okay, I'll give this guy a chance, you know. So I opened it up and this is what I saw. So it was a PDF and it just said it was just like the racer resumes that I was talking about, right? Where it's just one page and it's got like yeah. a picture. And that's it. That's my only picture of this person. You know, it's them with all of their gear on. I can't even figure out what this person looks like or who they are. Like, there's no there's no feeling to this whatsoever. And all I see is, hi, my name is X. Right. I'm not going to I'm not going to say this guy's name on the Internet. Hi, my name is X, a.k.a. insert his nickname here. Yeah, um, that's his first sentence. That's just it. Yeah. My name is X, a.k.a. Here's my nickname. It was like. Plus, this is weird. Okay. The next sentence was, I've been riding dirt bikes since I was two and a half years old and and racing since I was four. I do not have a bigger passion for any other sport than motocross, supercross. I even moved to live on a training facility and train full time. I will contest the Monster Energy AMA Supercross FIM World Championship East Coast 250 SX Series for 2023 as a privateer, period. Take a deep breath. <laughs> so, if... I wasn't in the motorsports industry. Do you think I would even remotely know what the hell this guy just said? No. Do you not like, either. do you even know what that is? Not, no, I was like, I don't, I'm not that into that stuff. So it's <laughs> <laughs> a different world. But yeah, no, I was trying to keep up with what you were saying because that was a lot of words. Yeah. So. One sentence, one sentence. I will contest. Hang on. Let me, let me start. Yeah. One sentence. I will contest the Monster Energy AMA Supercross FIM World Championship East Coast 250 SX Series for 2023 as a privateer. That's that's a lot. Woo! Like, I don't know what any of that means. You know, I would have to go research what this means to see how it would benefit me. And then yeah. his next sentence says, I attached my partnership proposal for your consideration hope to hear from you soon so he didn't even tell me what he wanted on this yeah. pdf that i opened i had to go to another file to see what he wanted interesting so Why? then on that next file yeah it said it gave me all of his race stats you know podium 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 whatever and then at the very end under it said what we can do for you it said five thousand dollars he wanted to put his logo to put my logo on a banner, not like on a banner, his bike and his Jersey for 11 races as a privateer. That was it. Mm -hmm. A logo. That's it. Okay. Why didn't I bite for that angel? Why, why was I like, no. I feel like there's a lot. That's, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> There's no, like, what does it do for you? Like, like you said, like, what's the value for you as the company? Like, 
what is that? What is the logo brand? Like what? Okay, cool. Like <laughs> you've already talked about it before and like other, like, like everybody does that. And like, what does it do for people? That's not, I can't think of the word right now. I'm really bad at words today. Um, <laughs> but it, it's so generic and just so impersonal. And like, for me personally, I would have like not clicked into the PDF. I would have just been like, whatever, like you said, and then to have to click into something else after you're already in there and not being told like, you know, how is this going to really benefit me? Cool. You put my logo on it. What does that do? Like, like you said, so you're somebody who doesn't, who doesn't know anything about this world. Like, where does that logo going to be seen? Like, who's in it? Like, if you're doing these 11 races, are there going to be 10 people watching this race? Or is it going to be 10,000 yep. people watching this race? Like, yep. there's a lot of factors that could affect a decision like that and you don't have any of that information and you would have to go in and try and figure that out but as somebody who owns a business you don't have time to do that for however many of these you receive a day you know that's yeah. well and another thing that i heard that's to consider is that Fortune 500 companies get 10,000 unsolicited sponsorship requests a day or a month. Sorry, a month. That's like a day. <laughs> That's still a lot, but yeah. A month unsolicited proposals like that. So it's like, how are you going to stand out? You know, there's you got to make it really easy. And you have to make it obvious. And, you know, people are like, well, that's how we've always done it. How do we make it different? And it's like, don't do it at all. <laughs> yeah. That's how you make it different. It's scary not to do something that you've always done, right? Everybody says you need a, a race resume. You need a proposal. You need a pitch deck. Like, you need all of these documents. And I'm telling you that if you want to get a sponsorship, if you want to get somebody's attention, you need to not do any of it. Yeah. Because then you're not like the rest of them. Yeah. And the amount of times I've had conversations turn around because people push against that. They're like, oh, we don't do sponsor. We don't do that sponsorship thing. And I come back and I say, I know, because that shit sucks, doesn't it? Isn't it yeah. ridiculous? And people people just want like logos for money. Isn't that ridiculous? We don't do that. Like, that's not what I'm asking you for. I want to have a conversation with you. That's what I'm asking you for. And people are like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, OK. You know, like you've got their attention now. And it's just. Like, I don't do any of it. <laughs> I don't do any of it. Zach doesn't do any of it. Kevin never did any of it. It's just, it seems really ridiculous to me. To And this is that coming back to that being successful versus being somebody that's valuable. Like, we think we need that to be successful. So we're mm -hmm. taking steps towards this, like, society-based image of success that we're actually taking steps away from what it would take to get to where we need to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Because you're spending money to have somebody make something that you don't need. You don't need yeah. it. Um, and I really, it hurts, it pains me because I used to, I used to do it. Like I used to have a racer resume. I used to have a pitch deck. I used to have um, my pattern interrupt that I used to do, you know, where you break somebody's, somebody's thinking, somebody's like modern, modern thing where when you walk into an office, 
you ask for sponsorships, you hand them your racer resume, they they see that they throw it right in the trash, right? When you hand it to them. So what I used to do was instead of a racer resume, I printed a book and it was a soft touch book and it was like real quality cover paper. And that was how I broke people's attention. And it did work. Like it worked yeah. enough to get meetings, but you don't even need to do that. So like, why yeah. would you spend the money doing that? But what it does is it gives you the opportunity. Now I've lost my train of thought because that stupid door keeps blowing open and shut. Oh, no. Um, nope, it's gone forever. Shoot. Train has left the station. That's okay. We don't need to keep going down that rant anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it, it makes sense. So, like, we've already talked about before, like, I've been through millions of resumes in my life doing HR stuff, you know, I worked in HR for a long time and is absolutely bananas how exact the every person's resume is just like, but, but, but you worked at a different place, but it's always the exact same format. It's always so blah. And if you don't, I always told people, if you don't include a cover letter, you might as well just not even have tried because a cover letter is what makes you stand out because you and I could both put that we ride dirt bikes, you know, on the resume, but until you get to the cover letter and you get to say like what it is you're again, bringing to the table, what you're bringing, what can you add to my company? What can you add to where I'm at or in order for like, why should I hire you? Like why? Like yeah. tell me why. And, and it's always like, that is what got people interviews, not, submitting a resume like the the resume is just okay cool yeah it shows me where you worked or whatever or what you've accomplished whatever that is but I always like looked at the more personal portion of it in somebody's cover letter or in somebody's stuff you can tell if they're more personable or if they're you know, not at all. And you don't want to work with that person. <laughs> and I think in this, you can kind of tell the same thing, you know, it's people are going to put effort into what they, they find valuable too. So I think that, that this just shows like what you received did not show a whole lot of effort on my, in my opinion. Again, this is just, this is for like people who like, are like me have no idea this is just something to relate it to so that way you know maybe it helps bridge that gap and make sense for somebody that's all i'm trying to do with this that's you know but um but yeah just that personalization that value that value really needs to be there i want to put this in like big big letters across the screen <laughs> value <laughs> well and and here's the thing is then people the biggest question i get is like how do I provide value then if it's not in my race stats? And it it really is a matter of how much do you care about what you do? Like that's where the value comes from. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying well, like, well, I care enough that I'm going to win. Like yeah. you have to take winning out of the equation. If you were to take away, if you were to remove racing from your program, which honestly, Every single person that's ever been sponsored in my program did not race when they got sponsorships. Yeah. Like once you remove racing from your program, because racing is where all this stuff is, 
And we're going to talk about this next week. I'm going to talk about assets activations, sponsorship, and audience, and all of the terms that we use for business so that you can have a better understanding of this. Once we take away racing, what is left? What do yeah. you have to your name that's left? And yeah. and a lot of people are like, well, nothing. And it's like, it's not nothing, though. How often do you go ahead, Angel, actually? I want to I hear right. what you have to say. Sorry, I just like so this brings me back to what we talked about last week about um, your surveys. And that's why that is so important, because you got so much information in those surveys when we we're talking about them. Um, and that is the the value right there like that. That is, you know, like, like you were saying last week, you can go to a company and be like, hey, 90% of my audience needs this or wants this and I can provide you that platform that right there is your golden ticket and so you don't have to have the the race you know cool you won 15 races last year awesome what is that going to do for me it's mm -hmm. not going to do anything but you tell me hey I have you know a hundred percent of the people who look at my stuff all are going to buy a new dirt bike next year, <laughs> you know, like, Hey, let's talk about this. You know, that's, that's, yeah. That's, that's huge. Actually. I wasn't even going to say anything about this survey, but that's huge <laughs> angel. That is epic. And I'm really glad that you said that because that's true too. Um, yeah. I was going to say, so there's a big misunderstanding about what I teach too, mm -hmm. because I marketed a sponsorship and that's 100% yeah. right. I teach people yeah. about sponsorship, but in order to get sponsorship, you have to want something more for yourself, right? And everybody, everybody has had this moment. I know everybody has, and I know you have had it um, now. And that's why you're working for, for us now, the Leaky Mushroom yeah. Motor Ranch. That's why you're working here now, where there's, there's a customer journey that happens for every single person, like just a personal journey. I'm sorry I said the word customer, where you start completely unaware of your problem mm -hmm. and you're just chilling you're living life everything's totally awesome and then stuff starts to happen you start to get bored and monotonous and you're in a routine and you're like this is cool i'm happy i'm content but there's just a little bit of irritation happening with whatever it is that you're doing then the next level is like it's starting to affect your personal life now whatever it is that you're doing is really starting to affect your personal life. You're getting irritated, you're getting angry. This is where emotions start coming out and you're just like, something's gotta give soon. You're at a point where you're just extremely frustrated with whatever's happening. And then finally that breaking point happens. Everybody remembers what the breaking point is where you decide to change something. Mm -hmm. And the most common example I use is workplace. Mm -hmm workplace um there's that breaking point and you're like that's it i quit i'm done and then now that you've like made that emotional executive decision you're in a whole new headspace where you're willing to consider options that you would have never considered before you hit that breaking point this is things mm -hmm. like tapping into your 401k selling your house selling your bike whatever it is to make whatever it is that you've deemed the solution to your problem happen so a yeah. lot of people, this is like why we change jobs every two to five years, unless you're that person that manages to work at the same place for 50 years, in which case, good for you, because <laughs> that's incredible. There's no way I could have yeah. done that. But for me, like I got, I remember, 
I started riding dirt bikes and I was like, this is the most amazing thing in the world. And then I fell in love with dirt bikes so much that I started getting angry at my job. Like I started getting really resentful of my job. And then it got to the point where I was like, this is the stupidest thing in the world. Like I, this is, I'm doing nothing in my job. You know, it was eye opening to how non-essential a job is. Like it was just a, tra- it just like showed dirt biking showed me how stupid the corporate nine to five is. It just made me so mad, especially after COVID, because I had proved that I could work from home and then they wanted us in the office and there was no reason for it. Like I was out in the middle of the woods, working in the middle of the woods and people were like, you need to come into the office. I'm like, why? Like I spent two hours working and I'm salaried. I spent two hours working and I did my entire job in two hours. If I was in the office and I did my entire job in two hours, you would be on my case about nothing. Like, yeah. like people come in and we just talk about the football game. I don't even watch football. I don't care. But they use my office for water cooler talks. And it just yeah. made me so mad. And one day this guy walked in and I was supposed to be presenting to his company. I was a packaging engineer in mm-hmm. structural design and consumer luxury. And this guy walked in and he worked for Apple. Uh, I was designing some Apple iPhone packaging. And Mm -hmm. he walked into my office and he just kind of looked at me and he looked at my coworker. His name was Mike in the other office. We shared a glass wall between us and he walked in and he's like, your secretary out there doesn't seem very nice, but uh, I imagine I'm here to see you for, for a presentation. And Mike took it. Mike took the presentation and gave it to him. (laughs) And I lost my shit at work like full-on meltdown quit yelled at the hr lady yelled at the president and the ceo because they wanted me to spy on it like it was this whole mess of a situation i was like this is the most stupid ridiculous political move ever like this is absurd i can make more working at a coffee shop than i can here and i told all that to the president and they're like you know, you can't make a job just riding dirt bikes, right? And I was like, watch me. <laughs> uh, and I did. <laughs> and I did. And that's the thing that I want people to understand is I did not make a living off of sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And I need people to understand that. What actually happened was I found something that I really loved to do and I made a living out of the thing I love to do and other companies saw that and wanted to pay me for it. Yeah. And that's what I'm teaching you because you cannot live sustainably off of sponsorship. You mm-hmm. cannot. However, you can use sponsorship to jumpstart a business so that you don't have to pay for it yourself. Yeah. And that's what I help people do. I do sell it as sponsorship. I do. I 100% do because you can use it to go get sponsorship if you don't want to start your own business. That's fine. Um, And a lot of people aren't in the headspace to be able to think about it that way. And maybe this is wrong of me to say this in a podcast that is selling a course to teach people how to do this. But my whole goal is I actually want to open people's eyes to something more because I really genuinely want to grow the motorsports industry i want to see it flourish i want more selfishly i want more people to ride with so i want to be able to get people out of the traditional nine to five start their own motorsports businesses get more people into motorsports have more people to ride with during the week because i have to work on the weekends so i can't go ride with everybody on the weekends (laughs) yeah 
So, and then all of our friends are working during the week, and then that's not fun. So yeah, exactly. Like- <laughs> and so that's what I want for other people, and I want to show them that. And that's what this whole thing teaches you and gives you, and it like gives you the freedom and the ability to do the thing that you want to do because it's so refreshing to just wake up. You and I have done it multiple times to be like, you know, I'm not feeling it today. I think I'm just gonna go ride today, and then we'll do this tomorrow instead. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's so amazing. And just to be able to to go on the road with you for an entire freaking year. But, yeah. like, you've had this same experience, Angel. You've gone through this exact same process. And that's why you're here today, right? Yep, exactly. And that's the value that I provide to sponsors. Yeah. So even if your value is not in quitting your job and starting a business, you have You have gone through this process in something in your life, whether it's a relationship, whether it's learning your craft, whether it's racing, whether it's, you know, I've also quit racing because of the same process. Like I thought racing was really cool. Racing was super epic, but it was starting to eat into my personal life. And then it became like the people that I raced with were affecting my mental. Like I didn't like the people I was around. And so I ended up leaving and and creating my own community. And that's another value that I provide to sponsors. That's a different segment of people that I can connect with and talk with. So everybody has gone through this process. There's something that you love to do beyond racing. Once you take racing away, what do you have left? Like, what 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 is your story? What is the thing that you help other people with? And that's where your value's at. That'll be a whole different podcast episode, just like what's your story. So now we have two more podcasts to talk about. We have the secret (laughs) language of sponsorships and stories. But that's really what I want to paint today's picture of is is stop trying to be successful and start being valuable. Yeah. I think that's important. I got to stop ranting. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a good rant, though. It's so... uh, we had a conversation before the podcast started about you light up when you help people on that rant. You just did that. <laughs> like, I know. I was like, I, I was watching about this it. for like three hours. I, I know. Know. I was watching it happen because like, I, I know you and I know your passion and like, I know that like your motivation behind this is truly to help people. And like, I see it because I know you, but I just like, I love seeing it. I love it. You do the same thing when you, you know, have a breakthrough with somebody in coaching and it was just really cool to see it right now when we literally just talked about it. <laughs> I know I got to stop. Like once I start going, it's so hard to stop. It's so hard to stop. <laughs> quit your job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is like, seriously, everybody go quit your job. Sign up for my $7 <laughs> course. You'll be set. <laughs> <laughs> The $7 course won't teach you how to quit your job and start your own business, but it'll help. <laughs> it'll, it'll get you started on the, on the way to, yeah, to it's, do it. It's to like yeah. open your eyes. That's what, that's what the $7 course is for is, is it's eye opening and it gives you the steps to like get your first sponsors so that you can see that it's possible. That that's the goal of the $7 course is I want you to see that it's possible for yourself. So it does set you up for success. You, it is yeah. valuable. That $7 yeah. does show you all of that stuff. Just yeah, at a sure. at a lower scale. It's not so in depth. It's not that it's less valuable. It's just not as in depth. That's yeah. that's the important distinction there. That makes sense. Makes sense. Woo! <laughs> 
How you feeling? I gotta <laughs> knock it off, man. Woo! All sorts of fired up. It's good though. It's good. That's that's a passion. Like it comes through. You're just like you want everybody to have it. I like seeing that. Like I like that. <laughs> that makes that's part of like what gets me fired up. You know what I mean? Like you you are just so like contagious with it. It's good. It's good though. Like it's not bad at all. I just need more people to ride with. That's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so side note. Okay, so maybe ah, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Maybe I'll start breaking this up, and this will be like one half of the podcast to launch on Sunday in this next section because these two are completely unrelated. What we're gonna talk about next is completely unrelated from that rant. But we're gonna talk about the survey now and the survey results. Yes. Um, because now I have thirty thirty. <laughs> I have thirty survey responses now, and there's some really cool ones that I want to talk about. I just want to like paint how important these surveys are, um, mm-hmm. and like like you said, what the value is that comes from it, and and how we use it to build out audience avatars. So, um, I guess let's. Do I just want to say real quick to everybody listening, if you're just joining into the podcast, like on this episode or something, I've never done this before. So the fact that I made that, that connection was like a hundred percent from us talking about it on these podcasts. That was epic. That was really cool. I was, My I was really moment. excited for you. <laughs> like that was cool. <laughs> oh, I got to turn that on. That's great auditory listening. I'm sorry, Hank. He's like pushing <laughs> against me. He's like, no, no, no. no, no. no. Listening, he's literally leaning into her right now. Oh, it was like, it was like, just don't get up. Like, don't. I'm just, just a hundred percent dead weight into her chest while she was trying to stand up. <laughs> that was adorable, though. He's so heavy. He's so dense. Look at this. this is beauty. <laughs> it's like carrying around a toddler. <laughs> like no mom I'm not toddler. tired I don't want to go to bed <laughs> it's a very big toddler 